right, so welcome everyone to another episode of Goosty Hooligans. This is episode three. This is uh, post-Fighter Fest. I have my friends uh, Vic and Shaji over here. What up? What up? <laughs> and uh, me and Shaji actually went to Fighter Fest last night, and we got to see it live and in uh, and, and in color. And, it, and uh, you know, I thought it was an awesome uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, what a great show. What a great show. Like, you know, just to be there. For our first AEW event, you know, that was awesome. Especially all the history that happened in Ocean Center. And to see this happen, it just, they put, it was well organized and what an awesome show. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, sound, it sounded good. Uh, I mean, I saw the, the last three matches on live on TV and I had to go back and watch the rest, but it sounded like the crowd was really into the last three matches. Yeah. They were into it the whole time, though. I think even like the the women's match, the uh, what's their names? I forget the girl the name of the girl's triple threat. Nyla they were Rose. into that, you know. They were into the whole thing. Yeah, I think the only time they they actually got quiet was uh, midway through uh, the Liberian match. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was everyone's break. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ali and Ali and the Liberian. You know, I think everyone took a break at that moment. <laughs> well, the Liberian is that blue pants girl, right? I don't, know, I don't know who the Blue Librarian is. Uh, she's the one from NXT, Blue Pants. Wow. Hey, you know, well, one thing I don't, uh, I looked up today, the Luchasaurus. So that guy was on the one reality show, Big Brother. He was a professional wrestler on there, um, kind of like trying to get his future. And I was like, holy crap, that's the Luchasaurus. <laughs> but shout out to Big Brother that's going on right now. But he was on Big Brother, I think it was last season or the year before and he was just trying to be an upcoming professional wrestler and now he's a luchasaurus so well, shout out to him crazy <laughs> so um going back to fighter fest i definitely agree the the crowd definitely was in it i was talking to the shaji uh after the show and it felt like it was an nxt crowd i mean me and him didn't have to do anything because the whole crowd was into it like every minute of it yeah and it was like true fans there too. Like everyone knew about each of these wrestlers that were part of the show. So. Oh yeah, we had a uh, commentary right behind us. Yeah. <laughs> the guy knew every wrestler, and I'm and all I could think was like, man, this guy has a lot of time to be watching all these uh, different wrestling shows. <laughs> but it was a little too loud too. Like you know, everyone in the next like five rows could hear, and you know, we were section two twelve. Uh, and then row eight, row E. So whoever, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a little too loud when you're at these shows. <laughs> I think at the next time you go to these shows, uh, you should hand out a flyer from the Jacob. Oh yeah, I should podcast. You know how much uh, um, not uh, like uh, we could have had if you mentioned us on the week calendar. Uh, we would have like sixteen or seventeen. Yes, I am definitely sorry for that. I mean, um, I was a little bit nervous talking with Wade, and you know how that dude is. I mean, I can see him editing that out. <laughs> Cause, yeah. But I knew if uh, if if me and Shaji were on the line, Shaji definitely would have mentioned it. <laughs> we're, and that pissed me off. Wade Keller, if you, if you even listen to this show, <laughs> you know, you probably won't. But... We were the next person online, and all of a sudden, our call got dropped. Twice. Twice. 
<laughs> and they called out, shouted out, 904. And both me and Jacob were sitting there excited to talk. We didn't even get to do it. <laughs> Till next Wade time, Wade Keller. Till next time. Wade, Wade Keller needs a new telephone guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. so um, going back to Fighter Fest, you guys um, got any uh, top highlights of uh, of uh, the show? Oh, uh, being at the show, you know, I think MJF was a big highlight. You know, the crowd was really into his stuff. You know, just, yeah, he can talk. The guy can talk. Um, you know, and then the final three matches, and I think we'll talk more about it, but... You know, the final three matches were just out of this world. They were just amazing. So, yeah, definitely. Those were, uh, those were, uh, oh, I, I think they're like WrestleMania were these matches, like the the status that they should be in, like uh, compared to. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the last three matches definitely were uh, top of the line. Uh, the overall show, I think that they had a. Uh, a little quirks in between it, but it still was a good show. I th- I believe. I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, that are talking about um, <clears throat> the comedy that was uh, involved. I mean, you had the CEO of uh, <clears throat> of the gaming uh, the gaming. I guess it's not committee, but the the actual show that was going on. He he had a match. You had the the first sh- match on the pre-show with uh, the good fret. What was it? Is the good friends, right? No, yeah, the, yeah. Best, the, the best, best friends. friends. The best friends, yeah. private party, and SCU. I mean, there was comedy involved with that. But, um, oh, yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but other than that, I mean, I pretty, I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, comedy is always going to be in wrestling, you know? It's, it's, yeah, and it, was, it wasn't that much comedy. It wasn't like stupid, you know, it was kind of stupid comedy, but it was going with the theme of the whole show, Fighter Festival, you know? Is making, you know, trying to make fun of the whole, the fire festival. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was like, I was talking with Vic before. I mean, the hottest thing right now in wrestling is comedy, and it's the twenty four seven championship with our truth. Yeah, yeah. Those title changes he comes up with. I mean, I don't know whose idea those are, but they're pretty they're pretty good i mean the the wedding one the one at the airport the one at the golf course they're really yeah. good but uh i mean at the show uh like how did they show the backstage stuff was there a titantron or uh, how'd you guys see it? well see what like the backstage stuff like uh oh no you know, they had they had the titantron there you know the only time they actually really used titantron was when those backstage segments and then here and there where the fans couldn't see things they wow. show like even when remember Nakazawa was in the pool and everything. They sh- we couldn't see it from where we were at, so they put on the Titantron. Um, um, so like certain things they put on the Titantron, but so yeah. Overall, you know they did a pretty good job. How uh, Vic? How uh, how was the commentary? I ha- I haven't watched it yet. I haven't rewatched it. I'm probably going to do it later on. But how was the commentary? No, I mean it was uh, the pre-show was uh, no JR, but after JR came out, but I don't know. For some reason JR didn't look. He looked like he took a few shots before he came out, but uh, it, it was a decent, it was a decent commentary. You know, JR holds it down all the time. 
Yeah, I gotta watch that. Like right, right now, I'm watching the chair shot. I know we were gonna talk about that. Oh, we're going that. That's what we're going into right now. I, I keep, mean. I keep rewinding this chair shot. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk about it first, and I'll keep telling you what I see on this. Like you know, I'm watching both of their expressions and everything. But all right. So, so what do you what do you think about it? So have go, you rewatched it yet or no? I watched. I watched. The, oh, rewatched the chair. Yeah, I, I definitely rewatched the chair shot. I mean, from our angle, we didn't know that it was. Uh, from where we were at in the stadium, we really didn't have uh, see that it was unprotected or not because all we saw was the chair go up. But yeah. uh, going back to before we get into that chair shot, let's talk about that match because. Um, Cody Rhodes has been putting on some awesome matches. Uh, he he definitely put over this uh, this Darby Allen kid, and oh my yeah. goodness, this 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 kid is uh, the real deal. Yeah. yeah, and like Darby Allen, like I was introduced to him on that one uh, Viceland show of the wrestler, and you know the kid's got some good stuff. He's like straight edge and all that. You know, doesn't drink, smoke. He's just you know he's all about risk taking and. We saw that in this match, you know. You know, he's 173, probably like 5'6 or something, but he put on a good match with Cody, and, you know, I think this whole match was about pushing the kid. So. Yeah. I was, I'm well, watching the chair shot again right now. If you uh, type in Cody in YouTube, the, the second thing is Cody's share shot. So, <laughs> the guy really, Sean Spears really winds it up before he hits him. It's like. He uses all his momentum. So going to that chair shot, I mean, um, there's a lot of controversy right now. Obviously, it's the hot, uh, one of the biggest trends going on after uh, the Fighter Fest, and it had uh, with uh, <clears throat> what's his name, Sean Spears. Yeah, Sean Spears. Sean Spears yeah. giving uh, Cody the chair shot unprotected, and uh, he ended up bleeding out and uh, needing twelve stitches. No. Uh, no, con- no concussion from what I hear, but I don't have a problem with it. What do you? Do you guys have a problem with him taking this? No, no. I think this whole chair shot was planned. You know, people are. You know, we were listening to Wade Keller, and people were like pissed off and angry. I'm like, it looks totally planned. He was looking yeah. right at him, and it, it was wasn't like, like it was for no reason. <laughs> it's uh, it's for uh, a future feud. Yeah, and you know the place where Cody was busted open wasn't the place where he got hit either that wherever he got cut that happened afterwards so you know it was a good chair shot you know it looked great and i think you know the cut didn't even happen i think he cut himself afterwards like if you look at him this chair shot was right to the front of his head but the back of the heads that got busted open so yeah, uh, I, there's been a lot of rumors saying that it was supposed to be a gimmick chair that uh, malfunctioned, but at the same time, I like I believe like what you guys said. It, I believe that it was uh, it was uh, intentional. I mean, um, they they had this planned. I think uh, they're getting a lot of uh, <clears throat> bad rap for it because everyone's concerned about concussions and all. But I go back to this is what. Uh, this is what uh, actually wrestling fans want. They don't want to see yeah. uh, uh, the person putting up his hand and his hand taking all of it, you know? Yeah. They want to yeah. see an actual hit. And if you do it safely enough, I'm guessing that that uh, it, it won't uh, <clears throat> cause as much damage as everyone else thinks. But I just think that a lot of people are just getting too soft when it comes to 
to the hardcore. I mean, um, I mean, they were comparing the, this chair shot to a Rock and Mankind for Royal Rumble '99. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> that was a great chair nah. shot. You know, it was an awesome chair shot. And you know, I think the thing is, any attention is good attention for AEW right now. To put yeah. that name out there, you know, keep pushing it. It's great. Not to mention, uh, Dean Malenko came out, so you know, Dean Malenko works there now. Yeah, man of a thousand holds. And your yeah. boy MJF came out too, because that's his mentor right there. Yeah. Cody Rhodes is his mentor, so he was right out there too. So it looked more and more real, and you know, because I think he's a heel. And the other two guys, uh, what's the what's the other guy's name? Scorpio Sky and uh, oh, so so SoCal. Aren't they faces? Uh, I think they're kind of in the middle. Yeah, depending on well, the area. It just seemed like more real because you know those guys came out and a uh, little realism to it. Yeah. Uh, well, they definitely added uh, theatrics to it. I um, mean, yeah. uh, but at the same time, uh, I didn't. I didn't see a problem with it. Sometimes, like, okay, <clears throat> so he took this hit and it was unprotected, but then. There were other parts of the match, not that match, but I think it was a John Moxley match where he was getting, he was um, obviously uh, getting hit with the steel steps, and you could even from from where we were at, you could see that he did not take the brunt of those steel steps, and it just yeah. looks like he's just flopping over <laughs> those steel steps <laughs> with his hands, and all I could think was like, oh man, if I could see this from here, I could just imagine what the camera angle is looking like, you know, and. And sometimes I just think that they should just they should they should just ram into those those steel steps like how Roman Reigns does or something like that. But you pretending to get you, get hit on the head on the steel chair uh, on on the steel tra- uh, st- stairs sometimes it just doesn't go over well. So the same thing with uh, with a steel chair, you know? Yeah. I think AEW is showing, you know, they can get back to being hardcore and do it in the right way, too. You know, they don't have to hide all this hardcore stuff. I don't think they're looking for a PG rating. I think they're trying to get back to a little more of that Attitude Era stuff that we used to see. Yeah, they're definitely yeah. they're definitely doing that. Yeah. Vic is showing this, <laughs> this video but, but, over and you over know, again. Look at that clip, like. He got hit in the front of the head, so people got to realize even been bub being busted open, it was totally it looks, planned. It looks more like he got hit in the ear, like uh, yeah, yeah. So and, it's like how did the back of the head get busted open on the opposite side? You know, uh, it was totally uh, planned. Uh, I saw that and I was like, oh shit, my man, the perfect ten came out of nowhere. <laughs> and then people people were chanting 10, 10, 10, 10 the whole time too. WWE jobber jobber gimmick stuck with him. Yeah. yeah, people love it. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely was a exciting moment right there. So let's go yeah. on to the, to the other match that we had. I mean, we got to actually see uh, this live uh, with um, the Lucha Bros. Oh, what a great match! Versus it. versus the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and uh, what's this guy's last? Uh, this other guy's name? Laredo Kid. Yeah, Laredo Kid. Oh my goodness, that match was awesome. Even okay, let's let's start off with the entrance. Obviously, yeah. the Lucha Bros got got awesome uh, entrance music. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to that shit today, working out the gym. I was like, damn, this is good stuff right here. <laughs> and then uh, you had uh, the Street Fighter entrance by uh, the Young Bucks, who every every uh, pay-per-view or show now, they put on an awesome entrance. Last uh, The last pay-per-view event in... Um, in Vegas, they were Elvises, and this one at the gaming uh, show, they were uh, Ken and Ryu of uh, Street Fighter. Awesome. And uh, you also had Kenny Omega come out as a, as a character as well. Didn't know who yeah. that character was. I was guessing that it was possibly Tekken, but I, I could be wrong. I thought they were saying Ryu, but I don't know if that was right. No, it definitely was Ryu. But I thought, I, I thought I'd heard the fans chanting Ryu, but mm. but but that oh there you go Vic's playing uh, the Lucha Bro entrance oh my goodness <laughs> but uh, let's get back hey, to but the... I gotta go back to the MJF he killed it with that video gaming community you know oh, yeah. like his promo and everything right before <laughs> I could not that was the greatest like one of the greatest promos especially towards those guys. Because remember, he was like, you know, I stopped playing video games when I lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> and that popped hard with all those guys there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this match was definitely five-star match. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, Who was that uh, the guy that ran up to them and was dead when the, the lights turned on? Uh, we I thought that was like... A drunk Steve Carino or something, but some guy ran up to them. I thought it was a fan actually, the way he looked. And then when the turn, uh, Kenny Omega came out, the lights turned on. He was dead on the floor. Yeah, I, we couldn't see from me uh, from uh, from there. I I originally thought it was Kenny Omega coming out, and he was <laughs> he was doing that, and then the lights off came off, and then he was gonna get into something else. But um, yeah, I couldn't tell who it was. I mean, if I was on, I would have to watch rewatch it to see. But uh, going back to this match, it was. It, Kenny says, uh, I don't know who has red hair in Street Fighter. Yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, it looks like a Tekken guy because he has to. So, yeah, the Young Bucks were Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter. Yeah. And then. Trying to figure out what Kenny was supposed to be. Yeah. That looks like either Tekken or Mortal Kombat or something. <laughs> what was cool also is that uh, Justin Roberts he announced yeah. uh, round one fight to begin the match it was pretty awesome <laughs> yeah, I know that was pretty cool and then they also had the, the Hadoukens in the middle of the match yeah which is pretty good but definitely I think the only thing that uh, that I was mad with this match is that you had the Lucha Bros not go over. I know. How many times can the Young Bucks beat these guys? You know, you got to give them a match here or there. And Lucha Brothers, they, you know, Lucha Bros, they put on a great match. You know, I, I don't I don't get why they had to lose this one. But hopefully the next one they'll get the titles back. You know, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the next one is the big one, right? Well, actually, no. The one in August is the big one. Yeah. Next one is... Where's that? In Jacksonville? Or? Fight for the Fallen is in uh, Jacksonville. 
in yeah. July. But the Young Bucks are facing Cody. Cody and uh, Goldust. Dustin. Yeah. Not Goldust. Dustin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes and Cody with no last name. <laughs> I definitely uh, I'm, I'm going to be sad to miss that I'm not going to be in uh, Jacksonville at that time that, that probably the main event of that yeah. I'll be the on-site correspondent for you guys at that show <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll write some notes and I'll let you guys know where it turned into <laughs> yeah, I'll try to watch it live uh, I'm definitely not going to be able to watch that live. I'm going to be in the middle of the mountains at that time. I got to <laughs> I got to readjust my schedule next year, next year for this. <laughs> yeah. Next weekend, uh, both of the pay-per-views are in Dallas. Uh, Slam anniversary and uh, uh, whatever the Japanese uh, the G1. 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 The G1 tourney. Yeah, that's in Dallas Saturday and then Slammiversary Sunday in Dallas. I haven't been heard. I haven't been hearing anything about Slammiversary as of late. Yeah, who watches TNA anyways? Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of <laughs> just want to watch it because uh, Sam and uh, Rob and Dan are back. So. Yeah. So uh, let's get let's get on to to the main event. You had John Moxley uh, versus uh, Janella Joey Janella Janella. Yeah. Ooh. I, oh my goodness! This was such a nostalgic match. You got the uh, it had the hardcore style to it. I, I I was definitely heavily involved. They brought out the the barbed wire steel chair. I can't do anything about that. That's thunder in the back. <laughs> All right, so let's go back. Uh, John Moxley, With Florida. What do you expect? <laughs> John Moxley match with um, with the the steel chair barbed wire. They had the barbed wire tables. It was it was awesome. You know, uh, what are you guys thoughts on uh, on that match? I thought it was like good uh, old school, like you know, like ECW, CZW, CZW. You know, kind of like that death match. You know, we haven't seen this kind of stuff on TV in a long time. So it was kind of it was different, and it's something we haven't experienced in WWE for a long time. So I loved it. Yeah, where where was this Dean Ambrose uh, five years ago? He Dean Ambrose couldn't show himself like uh, this. I, I like that <laughs> that promo they were going into. He's like, you were just a washed up mechanic for five years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are some great promos on the by these two guys. Yeah, there were multiple great promos and. And uh, the match was awesome. I just wish I just wish the promos came out a little bit earlier because I didn't get to see the promos until what the day before. I think they came out. Did he come out? Yeah, it was like that that week. It was like you know I saw the Janela one. I think like earlier in the week. Yeah. And um, I think if you're on their uh, AEW Facebook, they they send you alerts when a new promo drops or something. I got I gotta um, subscribe to that. <laughs> but going back to this match, obviously we it, it had that uh, uh, that hardcore style with it. Definitely enjoyed it. Uh, something that wrestling has been missing in the last couple of years. Obviously, we know that WWE they're a publicly traded company. They're not going to do any of this. But AEW they're not publicly traded, so they have uh, 
they had the advantage. They could actually do these matches. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't see them doing these matches on uh, TNT. Well, no, I don't see it either. Nah. Maybe, maybe once or maybe once or twice on a pay per view card because you have all these uh, death match uh, wrestlers, so you know it's going to be involved some way or somehow on their shows. Yeah. Well, what do you think uh, TNT's rating is going to be for these guys? You think it's going to be like mature audience, PG thirteen, or well, no PG? matter what. Uh... What a station any wrestling shows on has always been the highest rated show. Even on TNA. When it was on Spike, it was the highest rated show. So, I mean. But I think in TNA, well, TNT is going to do this as PG 13, probably. So. Uh, depending. Did they ever announce what a t- the time is? Like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? I don't think they even announced the day, did they? No, well, uh, it's going to be, uh, I believe, the first or second week of uh, October with the, when the new fall series comes out. Um, but they haven't announced the day of the week, though. Yeah. No, they, I, no, they're going to be on. Uh, oh, what nights with it? Oh, Tuesday nights. Oh, are they? Yeah. But SmackDown is moving to Fridays. Oh no! Hold yeah. on! Hold on! No! 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 Mistaken. SmackDown is Friday. I'm mistaken. It's they're going to be on. I believe Wednesday nights. Live too, right? I don't know if it's going to be live or pre-taped. They should be live, just because fans are on everything. But uh, I'm glad that we all agree with uh, with the hardcore style because I know uh, in in the in the arena everyone loved it. But then yeah. when we uh, got on uh, another another person's podcast, uh, a lot of people were against it. They didn't want they didn't want to see this in wrestling, and I don't know why they would think that. I mean, like for years, people anytime they would see any type of uh, hardcore element to a match or any yeah. other. Um, nostalgic ECW wrestler they were they were chant ECW obviously people they want they want some type of hardcore style uh some matches yeah and I, I thought people were complaining that WWE was too soft they don't do this stuff anymore you know and then to hear the callers say that on the podcast yesterday I was like really are you kidding me like this was great this is different you know <laughs> we're back to what wrestling used to be so I, I just don't get some of these fans what they want, you know. Yeah, obviously the fir- one of the first things I thought was that uh, Paul Heyman probably is mad that Moxley's not on uh, not in uh, WWE right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Paul Heyman knows how to make something whatever he has to work with because uh, some of those people that he made in ECW made it nowhere after ECW, like. You imagine what he's going to do with Braun Strowman and uh, some of these other guys he has on Raw. Yeah. So let's segue back uh, into uh, one of the other highlights of uh, of the week. We have uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman returning to WWE, and they're going to be executive uh, directors. Uh, Eric Bischoff, executive director of SmackDown. Paul Heyman, executive director of Raw. Um, definitely, it's it was definitely a surprise, surprise move. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors as to why they would do it, uh, but uh, in the end, I think that it's just going to make for better uh, wrestling content. What are your guys' thoughts? Uh, totally. Like, yeah. Um, I think we're going to start seeing some good changes even starting this week. Uh, it's exciting, you know, and you can tell this AEW pressure is getting to them. They need to make some changes. I don't know if it's a board of directors, you know, if it's Stephanie, Shane, Triple H saying they need a change, but 
you know, this is going to be good, and I'm excited for what Monday's got to bring. Yeah, all I have to say is uh, before this announcement was made, uh, WWE stock dropped to $65. After announcement, it's back 73 and uh, it's, uh, you know, go, go, gaining some uh, value because uh, once this announcement was made, uh, you know, people are actually buying their WWE stock back. Like me, I, I sold five of my WWE stock because I was like, not worth having with the uh, the way that's pro- uh, the product is going, but, but they're making good moves before they go on Fox. That's a, that's a whole uh, thing they're doing. Yeah, definitely. Everyone was talking about that's the reason why Eric Bischoff is going to be on SmackDown so he could deal with uh, the uh, television execs of uh, Fox. Yep. But uh, the only thing, obviously, the the big monkey in the room is is Vince McMahon. Is he going to give full full free reign for these guys? I think. I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to give up a lot for these guys. You know, they're here now. And I think for them to even be back, both of them, you know, Eric and Paul are both stubborn. They're not just going to agree to come back if they don't have more power. So yeah, Paul, Paul Heyman already had that. Uh, remember the ECW show? And he already went through this whole thing. So I don't think he's going to come back and take that responsibility if they don't give him something in writing. Yeah. And Eric wouldn't do that either. Like, you know, he doesn't want to just be he doesn't want to leave the WWE again. Because, you know, and that's been a big issue is creative. Like, you know, if it has to go through Vince, you know, it's always been an issue for most of these guys. So to bring both of these guys back, I think they definitely do have more power. And we should be seeing that tomorrow and the next day. And we were listening to, I think it was uh, Eric Bischoff, and he already has plans, and he wants his brand split to actually be a brand split. He wants his guys, and Paul should have his guys. This guy, this carryover from Monday to Tuesday, Raw to SmackDown, he's already stopped. So I think we'll probably start seeing that even tomorrow. Yeah, I hate how they do this wild card and all this other nonsense. Just let it be separate things. Let it be separate things. And special special pay per views just put them together like they were doing earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I it's def- time for some competition again between these two brands. Yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. I would have to believe that. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff talk uh, when Vince came to him with this idea. They he must have had something in writing, and they must have said, "Hey, you're not just gonna fire me all like before. I need to have total free reign to do whatever I want. We'll 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 let you know what's going on to a certain extent, but obviously this is gonna have to be our shows and our babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, I'd also definitely agree with you guys with the brand split. Hopefully, uh, they keep them both separated, you know, and then uh, there's some some good competition between both of them. Obviously, they're going to want to put out the best content and have the best show, and hopefully that's – they're able to do that, you know. Yeah. But overall, right, exciting week in wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely excited. Oh, and we didn't even get to uh, the Seth Rollins tweets. Oh, yeah. We got all that. It's been a long week, though. <laughs> well, it's actually but been Seth, a long Seth, two Seth weeks. Seth Rollins, you know, he's just standing up for his, you know, he's WWE champion. He's got he's to gotta say something, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, he does have to. 
I think he has to take the little high road to this. Yes, you could be a little bit obnoxious in your comments, but at the same time, he comes off as a dick, you know? The way that he uh, came off with uh, Will Ospreay was saying that, oh, well, he's a, he's a smaller guy and we have a guy over here. But at the same time, he's not that – he's like the same height as uh, as Seth Rollins, which I'm like, uh, bro, uh, he's you probably like a less than an inch taller than this dude. Yeah. yeah. And Will Ospreay, I don't – I'm sorry, but right now he's wrestler of the year for me. I don't know about you guys. Uh, well, I he's really up there. Yeah, no, you guys got to go. You guys got to see some of his matches. Right now, the the matches that he's done, pff, killer. And I know I say Will Ospreay, but it's 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 Will Ospreay for me. And you know who's coming up real close after him is Cody. Well, yeah. uh, Cody Cody's number one for me because I'm not a huge like high flying fan, but all around wrestler, I think it's Cody. Like, he's out of some great matches this year, you know. And even, like, someone like Jericho. Jericho is still up there, too, as one of the best talents out there. You can't, at his age, he's still doing it. But definitely, I think Cody's my number one just because he's got the all-around style. And he's got the promo ability. He's got everything. So, yeah, so... But uh, going back to this Seth and uh, Seth, I, I definitely agree that uh, he he's trying to be the voice of uh, of the locker room, and you know, obviously he talked about also John Moxley and saying I don't know why he's talking like this, and then you also had Drew come out and say, oh, it's not, it, this is not uh, what's going on. Like I mean, it's uh, it's how you develop your character with these scripted uh, promos, you know. But uh, all in all, I mean, pretty much. It looks to me that AEW is just getting to them right now. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear what Drew said. Is that, he said he came out with something too. And I, like, uh, pretty much uh, when, when did Drew come out with his. Uh, yeah, Drew came out uh, earlier in the week and he pretty, just pretty much, uh, I believe, it, he, he, his comments was on Not Sam Wrestling. And when he was talking about that and uh, uh, the interview that he had with him, and he was pretty much said that, you know, uh, yes, WWE, they give you a, a certain way on um, what they expect you to say. But at the same time, it's how you develop that character. You know what I mean? They, they'll tell you what they want you to say, but you have to put it in your own words. Uh. So pretty much just saying, hey, it's not on everyone. But at the same time... <laughs> <laughs> it's different with uh, Drew right now because Drew is not, they're not going to tell you, oh, Drew, uh, we need you to go out there and uh, put on this hat and act like, <laughs> and act like a retard, which, which pretty much that's what they had uh, 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 Dean do, you know? Oh, yeah. Dress up like uh, with the gas mask and dumb bullshit. Yeah. But Dean was always. Shit. Dino's always a top star, though. You know, he didn't have it that bad. He's not like what Bobby Roode is going through right now, EC3, what these guys are going through. He was still always at the top. So for him to complain at the same time, I'm just like, you know. Uh, I think he got the championship, too. He was a world champion at one point, too. 
what about what these other guys have to complain about? Which I know Paul and, you know, Eric will change up, but I think Dean had it pretty good at the same time at WWE. He might have had to do some stupid stuff, but <laughs> I think we all like Dean at the same time, too. In the past five years, he's held uh, pretty much every title, or uh, he's always had a title because uh, look at Sami Zayn. He's been there for five years. He hasn't had any title besides the NFC Championship. And he yeah. works the mic better than him, too. Hmm? And uh, Sammy works the mic better than uh, John Moxley yeah. does. Totally. Yeah, that's probably like top five on the mic right now in WWE. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, going back to what you just said with EC3 and uh, and then you also have uh, the Sanity Boy, uh, Eric uh, Eric Young. Eric I Young, mean, yeah. all, this, all this really does is... Uh, with this whole Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman is that they pretty much saying, hey, uh, well, they're not just yet, but I, I, I would have to believe that they're gonna be more involved in uh in the con in uh, the shows now. And your boy, Jim- yeah, I, could, I, I totally see that happening with these two. Like you know, they're forgotten guys who have so much talent. And they shouldn't be running after a 24-7 championship. They are way better than that. So, they, you know, I, I see storylines coming for these guys. And Bobby Roode's a great heel. EC3 is a great heel. And Eric Young can be either. You know, he can be a heel or a face. But so much talent that they're going to, they're really going to have to figure out what to do with. But Eric and Paul are the right guys to do it, I'm thinking. So, we'll see. Uh, what about the Bobby Lashley? He's, you know, he was amazing in TNA, and he's still nothing. Yeah, he's still at the top, though, right now. They don't know what to do with them. Him and Braun are feuding, but Braun's in the same boat Bobby's in. They just yeah. kind of throw them together. <laughs> All right, now uh, let me interrupt you guys for a second. Now, do you think that we're going to have another draft? <sighs> That's usually after WrestleMania. I know, but you know, there's going to be some wrestlers that are on Raw that the other guys are going to want. You know, I mean, Paul Heyman might, Paul May Heyman might want someone else, and uh, Eric Bischoff might want someone. I can see Eric Bischoff saying, "Hey, give me Bobby Lashley," because you know he loves those big stars and big guys like yeah. that. You know, and I could see uh, uh, Paul Heyman saying, uh, "Oh, let me get uh, uh, KO." <laughs> You know, so or I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, we could have another draft again. So that, does that mean you think you're going to see both of these guys on TV this week, Paul and Eric together? Uh, as far as, as I, it, I it's they, breaking they news. Characters, though. Yeah, but it's still breaking news. Everyone knows that these two are in charge of the creative. So yeah. WWE put that out there, and they're talking about you know possibly a draft and everything. I could see Paul and Eric just being on TV to kind of show their faces. Because yeah, this but, is a big week right now for rating. It, it wouldn't make no sense because if uh, Brock Lesnar is still on TV, if Paul's the person that runs the show, he can't be his uh, you know, manager also. Hmm. But I, from what I heard, I mean, they've already uh, had uh, certain poster boards uh, in um, – on uh, online where they show uh, 
that Paul Heyman's going to be on Raw and uh, Eric Bischoff's going to be on SmackDown. So unless yeah. unless they're they're not going to bring them out, or they're just going to just do say, hey, these guys are going to be uh, executive directors of the show. I mean, personally, I don't want them every day or every show, every live yeah. taping on there. I'm hoping that okay, look, they'll introduce them and say, hey. This, these guys are executive directors or whatever they want to say they are, and then they go and then they disappear. Yeah. Just and like, you know, uh, I want them to say things are about to change. You know, you know, you're about to see a different Raw and SmackDown starting from this day on. And that's all they need to say and just kind of leave. You know, no more Shane on both shows. We get, they got to stop that too. Yeah, it's like just a waste of time. Him and Miz and Elias and all that bullshit. Roman. It's like... <laughs> what I'm excited for, and I don't know what you guys thought, but uh, back in the, uh, maybe it's about a, about a year ago where uh, Eric Bishop was talking about what, they, uh, what WWE needs to do. And one of the major things that he said was, is that he says Roman has to turn heel. Well... And he's on SmackDown. Eric Bischoff's going to be in charge of SmackDown. Will Roman Reigns do that? It could be. It could be. He could do what he did to Hogan. You know? Why yeah. not? Roman and the Usos tearing it up. Ooh, that would that would be awesome. I, I like that already. I like that idea. Even though the Usos they're on Raw right now, so they would have to go back to SmackDown. But Draft wild card rule. <laughs> the wild card's over after this week. You think well, it's think over? Done with. Because they're both the Eric's definitely against it. He already said it, so yeah. I think that's totally done with this week. Yeah, it's pretty done. All right, we'll see. I mean, hopefully uh, the wild card rule is done and then they keep this brand. I mean, definitely they're going to have to clear the air. Let's see if they clear the air. You know, obviously this week is going to be must-see. We need to hear what these guys are going to do. We're going to need some form of action. I mean, as soon as this uh, this went down, this breaking news went down, they plastered it on WWE website. You know what I mean? So there's going to be countless fans that are going to be waiting to see, hey, what's going on this week. Yeah. And I think we probably need to do an earlier episode because I definitely want to talk to you guys about Raw and SmackDown after what we see Monday and Tuesday. So we got to put it out there for the fans. <laughs> well, that. Yeah. Well, well, we'll negotiate that off the air. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, this wraps up uh, this episode. I mean, um, definitely uh, we're going to have some more content. Uh, uh, later on, and uh, obviously it was a wonderful uh, Fighter Fest weekend and a week full of uh, breaking news and breaking stories and breaking tweets and breaking uh, <laughs> chair shots. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about anything about uh, Seth Rollins and Becky? Uh, Becky, how awkward the relationship is on screen. <laughs> uh, it's just awkward. If you if a girl opened the ropes for you, what would Macho Man do? Would he, uh, you know, get out of the ring with the girls holding the ropes, or would he go back and, uh, you know, let the girl get out of the ring first? 
I don't know. I was going to say Baron and Lacey look more like a couple than those two do on TV. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> Lacey needs to get rid of that Southern bullshit, and she's she's hot. I mean, uh, I love the just, Southern bullshit that she's doing. Uh, and I love I mean, that Southern like, bell. Coming in like a uh, 2019 Southerner, not a the freaking uh, 1970s Southerner. <laughs> yeah, you're just tired of it because you live in Texas. You got to hear your wife talk like that, Southern Belle. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she will dress her out with the gloves and dump the shit on her head. Maybe she should. And you... <laughs> no, no, you don't. Know, Vic doesn't want baby number three. <laughs> I know, totally baby number three if she dressed like that. I don't know, man. I started calling her Lacey all of a sudden, and then I'll get slapped. <laughs> Just call her Southern Belle. My yeah. Southern Belle. Come here, my little Southern Belle. You seem very interesting to me. But, um,. No, I definitely agree with you guys. It, it, they definitely come off as awkward, you know. Um, definitely. The, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, they've already made it public. I mean, I don't yeah. know how they're going to come off, uh, you know, and pull this off. I mean, it's already out and open. Uh, they definitely feel awkward about it. But uh, hopefully, I don't know whose idea it was, if, whether it was WWE or whether it was their their idea. You know, but I think they had to bring it up because they hosted a, a MTV some kind of music award or something together, or they were not hosted. They had made appearance together. They were behind. Rollins and like on Instagram, they keep posting stuff like them kissing, working out together. Well, that's so they now. made official on they made official on Instagram, and then WWE is like, "Oh shit, we got to do something about this now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's man. run with it. It was I like mean, on Rusev. Remember when Rusev? Fox and uh, who's that dude? That's the the other dude that's in uh, Two Hundred Five Live. They were uh, a couple on screen, but they were doing a better job than this. But it, it still looked awkward when they did it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You remember when Ru- Rusev and Lana got split up, and then all of a sudden Rusev uh, said he was marrying Lana <laughs> on Instagram. Then they had to change <laughs> their whole storyline because of that. <laughs> so where is I don't know. He'll be well, back. Eric will bring him back. No, they say they're they're saying right now that Rusev uh, is taking a leave of absence and he's going to let his contract run out. Well, oh. I can see Eric and Paul trying to get him back in. Yeah, he he's such a good talent, and he got in better shape now too. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, going back to that, I mean, Lana knows they do the Dollar Tree commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to that is definitely going to be must watch for this week. I mean, it's I can't wait to see what they're going to do, what what content, uh, what roles they're playing, uh, uh, if there's going to be a shakeup or not, uh, whether or not you know <clears throat> Vince is involved, and uh, we'll see from here, guys. Yeah, good week of wrestling, right? Good week good in week. wrestling. July is going to be a, a page turner for. Uh, WWE, everything's gonna change this this month. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, and that makes for more podcasts for us. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, uh, this wraps it up for uh, episode three of Goosey Hooligans. Everyone, uh, thank you for uh, uh, subscribing to the podcast, and uh, have a good one, guys. Have a good one. Later. <laughs>